Part Four of *The Creature from Cleveland Depths* by Fritz Leiber. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part Four. Early next morning, windowless walls began to crawl up the stripped skyscraper between them and the lake. Daisy pulled the blackout curtains on that side. For a day or two longer their thoughts and conversations were haunted by Gusterson's vague sardonic visions of a horde of tickler-energized moles pouring up out of the tunnels to tear down the remaining trees, tank the atmosphere, and perhaps somehow dismantle the stars, at least on this side of the world. But then they both settled back into their customary easy-going routines. Gusterson typed, Daisy made her daily shopping trip to a little topside daytime store and started painting a mural on the floor of the empty apartment next theirs but one. "'We ought to lasso some neighbors,' she suggested once. "'I need somebody to hold my brushes and admire. "'How about you making a trip below at the cocktail hours, Gusterson, "'and picking up a couple of girls for a starter? "'Flash the old viriler charm. "'Cooch them up a bit.' emphasize the delights of high living but make sure they're compatible roommates you could pick up that two-yard check from micro at the same time you're an immoral money ravenous wench gusterson said absently trying to dream up an insanity beyond insanity that would make his next novel a real id rousing best vendor if that's your vision of me you shouldn't have chewed up the vv mask I'd really prefer you with green stripes, he told her. But stripes, spots, or sunbathing, you're better than those cocktail moles. Actually, both of them acutely disliked going below. They much preferred to perch in their eerie and watch the people of Cleveland Depths, as they privately call the local sub-suburb, rush up out of the shelters at dawn to work in the concrete fields and windowless factories make their daytime jet trips and freeway jaunts do their noon hour and coffee break guerrilla practice and then go scurrying back at twilight to the atomic proof brightly lit vastly exciting claustrophobic caves Fay and his projects began once more to seem dreamlike, though Gusterson did run across a cryptic advertisement for ticklers in the Manchester Guardian, which he got daily by facsimile. Their three children reported similar ads, of no interest to young Fry, on the TV, and one afternoon they came home with the startling news that the monitors at their subsurface school had been issued ticklers. On sharp interrogation by Gusterson, however, it appeared that these last were not ticklers, but merely two-way radios linked to the school police station transmitter. "'Which is bad enough,' Gusterson commented later to Daisy. "'But it'd be even dirtier to think of those clock-watching super-egos being strapped to kids' shoulders. Can you imagine Huck Finn with a tickler, telling him when to tie up the raft to a towhead and when to take a swim?' I bet Fay could, Daisy countered. When's he going to bring you that check, anyhow? Iago wants a jet cycle, and I promised Imogene a Vena kit, and then Claudius'll have to have something. Gusterson scowled thoughtfully. You know, Daisy, he said, I got a feeling Fay's in the hospital, all narcotized up and being fed intravenously. 
the way he was jumping around last time that tickler was going to cooch him to pieces in a week as if to refute this intuition fay turned up that very evening the lights were dim something had gone wrong with the building's old transformer and pending repairs the two remaining occupied apartments were making do with batteries which turned bright globes to mysterious amber candles and made Gusterson's ancient typewriter operate sluggishly. Faye's manner was subdued, or at least closely controlled, and for a moment Gusterson thought he'd shed his tickler. Then the little man came out of the shadows, and Gusterson saw the large bulge on his right shoulder. Yes, we had to up it a bit size-wise, Faye explained in clipped tones additional super features while brilliantly successful on the whole the subliminal euphorics were a shade too effective several hundred users went hoppity manic we gentled the cooch and qualified the subliminals you know day by day in every way i'm getting sharper and more serene but a stabilizing influence was needed so after a top-level conference we decided to combine tickler with moodmaster my god gusterson interjected do they have a machine now that does that of course they've been using them on ex-mental patients for years i just don't keep up with progress gusterson said shaking his head bleakly i'm falling behind on all fronts you ought to have your tickler remind you to read science service releases fay told him or simply instruct it to scan the releases and no that's still in research he looked at gusterson's shoulder and his eyes widened you're not wearing the new model tickler i sent you he said accusingly i never got it gusterson assured him postmen deliver topside mail and parcels by throwing them on the high-speed garbage boosts and hoping a tornado will blow them to the right addresses then he added helpfully maybe the russians stole it while it was riding the whirlwinds that's not a suitable topic for jesting fay frowned we're hoping that tickler will mobilize the full potential of the free world for the first time in history gusterson you are going to have to wear a ticky tick it's becoming impossible for a man to get through modern life without one maybe i will gusterson said appeasingly but right now tell me about mood master i want to put it in my new insanity novel Fay shook his head. Your readers will just think you're behind the times. If you use it, underplay it. But anyhow, Moodmaster is a simple physiotherapy engine that monitors bloodstream chemicals and body electricity. It ties directly into the bloodstream, keeping blood, sugar, etc. at optimum levels and injecting euphrine or depressin as necessary and occasionally a touch of extra adrenaline as during work emergencies is it painful daisy called from the bedroom excruciating gusterson called back excuse it please he grinned at fay hey didn't i suggest cocaine injections last time i saw you so you did fay agreed flatly oh by the way gussie here's that check for a yard i promised you micro doesn't muzzle the ox hooray daisy cheered faintly i thought you said it was going to be for two 
Gusterson complained. Budgeting always forces a last-minute compromise, Faye shrugged. You have to learn to accept those things. I love accepting money, and I'm glad any time for three feet, Daisy called agreeably. Six might make me wonder if I weren't an insect. But getting a yard just makes me feel like a gangster's mall. Want to come out and gloat over the yard paper, toots, and stuff it in your diamond-embroidered net stocking top? Gusterson called back. No, I'm doing something to that portion of meat right now, but hang on to the yard, Gusterson. Aye, aye, Captain, he assured her. Then, turning back to Faye, so you've taken the Dr. Kue repeating out of the tickler. Oh, no, just balanced it off with the pressin'. The subliminals are still a prime sales point. All the tickler features are cumulative, Gussie. You're still underestimating the scope of the device. I guess I am. What's this work emergencies business? If you're using the tickler to inject drugs into workers to keep them going, that's really just my cocaine suggestion modernized, and I'm putting in for another thou. Hundreds of years ago, the South American Indians chewed coca leaves to kill fatigue sensations. That's so? Interesting. And it proves priority for the Indians, doesn't it? I'll make a try for you, Gussie, but don't expect anything. He cleared his throat, his eyes grew distant, and, turning his head a little to the right, he enunciated sharply. Pooba. Time. Inst. O five. One o five seven. Dot o o record gussie coca thou budget cut he explained we got a voice cue setter now on the deluxe models you can record a memo to yourself without taking off your shirt incidentally i use the ends of the hours for trifle memos i've already used up the fifty nines and eights for tomorrow and started on the fifty sevens i understood most of your memo gusterson told him gruffly the last O.O. was for seconds, wasn't it? Now I call that crude. Why not microseconds, too? But how do you remember where you've made a memo so you don't re-record over it? After all, you're re-recording over the wallpaper all the time. Tickler beeps and then hunts for the nearest information free space. I see. And what's the poobah for? Faye smiled. Cut. My password for activating the setter, so it won't respond to chance numerals it overhears. But why Poobah? Faye grinned. Cut, and you a writer. It's a literary reference, Gussie. Poobah, cut, was Lord High Everything Else in the Mikado. He had a little list, and nothing on it would ever be missed. Oh, yeah, Gusterson remembered, glowering. As I recall, all that went on that list was the names of people who were slated to have their heads chopped off by Coco. Better watch your step, Shorty. It may be a backhanded omen. Maybe all those workers you're putting ticklers on to pump them full of adrenaline so they'll overwork without noticing it will revolt and come out some day chopping off your head. Spare me the Marxist mythology, Faye protested. Gussie, you've got a completely wrong slant on Tickler. It's true that most of our mass sales so far, bar government and army, have been to large companies purchasing for their employees. Aha! 
but that's because there's nothing like a tickler for teaching a new man his job it tells him from instant to instant what he must do while he's already on the job and without disturbing other workers magnetizing a wire with a job pattern is the easiest thing going and you'd be astonished what the subliminals do for an employee morale it's this way gussie most people are too improvident and unimaginative to see in advance the advantages of ticklers they buy one because the company strongly suggests it and payment is on easy installments withheld from salary they find a tickler makes the workday go easier the little fellow perched on your shoulder is a friend exuding comfort and good advice the first thing he's set to say is take it easy pal within a week they're wearing their ticklers twenty-four hours a day and buying a tickler for the wife so she'll remember to comb her hair and smile real pretty and cook favorite dishes i get it fay gusterson cut in the tickler is the newest fad for increasing worker efficiency once i read somewheres it was salt tablets they had salt tablet dispensers everywhere even in air-conditioned offices where there wasn't a moist armpit twice a year and the gals sweat only champagne a decade later people wondered what all those dusty white pills were for sometimes they were mistook for tranquilizers it'll be the same way with ticklers somebody'll open a musty closet and see jumbled heaps of these gripping hand silver gadgets gathering dust curls and they will not fay protested vehemently ticklers are not a fad they're history changers they're free world revolutionary why before microsystems put a single one on the market we'd made it a rule that every micro employee had to wear one if that's not having supreme confidence in a product every employee except the top executives of course gusterson interrupted jeeringly and that's not demoting you fay as the r and d chief most closely involved you'd naturally have to show special enthusiasm but you're wrong there gussie fay crowed man for man our top executives have been more enthusiastic about their personal ticklers than any other class of worker in the whole outfit gusterson slumped and shook his head if that's the case he said darkly maybe mankind deserves the tickler i'll say it does fay agreed loudly without thinking then oh can the carping gussie tickler's a great invention don't appreciate it just because you had something to do with its genesis you're going to have to get in the swim and wear one maybe i'd rather drown horribly can the gloom talk too gussie i said it before and i say it again you're just scared of this new thing why you even got the drapes pulled so you won't have to look at the tickler factory yes i am scared gusterson said really scared oh fay whirled around daisy was standing in the bedroom doorway wearing the short silver sheath this time there was no mask but her bobbed hair was glitteringly silvered while her legs arms hands face and neck 
every bit of her exposed skin was painted with beautifully even vertical green stripes i did it as a surprise for gusterson she explained to fay he says he likes me this way the green glob's supposed to be smudge proof gusterson did not comment his face had a rapt expression i'll tell you why your tickler is so popular fay he said softly it's not because it backstops the memory or because it boosts the ego with subliminals it's because it takes the hook out of a guy it takes over the job of withstanding the pressure of living see fate here are all these little guys in this subterranean rat race with atomic death squares and chromium plated reward squares and enough money if you pass go almost to get to go again and a million million rules of the game to keep in mind well here's this one little guy and every morning he wakes up and there's all these things he's got to keep in mind to do or he'll lose his turn three times in a row and maybe a terrible black rook in armor'll loom up and bang him off the chessboard but now look now he's got his tickler and he tells his sweet silver tickler all these things and the tickler's got to remember them of course he'll have to do them eventually but meanwhile the pressure's off him the hooks out of his short hairs he shifted the responsibility well what's so bad about that fay broke in loudly what's wrong with taking the pressure off little guys why shouldn't tickler be a super ego surrogate micro's motivations chief noticed that positive feature straight off and scored it three pluses besides it's nothing but a gaudy way of saying that tickler backstops the memory seriously gussie what's so bad about it i don't know gusterson said slowly his eyes still far away i just know it feels bad to me he crinkled his big forehead well for one thing he said it means that a man's taking orders from something else he's got a kind of master he's sinking back into a slave psychology he's only taking orders from himself fay countered disgustedly tickler's just a mech reminder a notebook in essence no more than the back of an old envelope it's no master are you absolutely sure of that gusterson asked quietly why gussie you big oaf fay began heatedly suddenly his features quirked and he twitched excuse me folks he said rapidly heading for the door but my tickler told me i gotta go hey fay don't you mean you told your tickler to tell you when it's time to go gusterson called after him fay looked back in the doorway he wet his lips his eyes moved from side to side i'm not quite sure he said in an odd strained voice and darted out gusterson stared for some seconds at the pattern of emptiness fay had left then he shivered then he shrugged i must be slipping he muttered i never even suggested something for him to invent then he looked around at daisy who was still standing poker-faced in her doorway hey you look like something out of the arabian nights he told her 
Are you supposed to be anything special? How far do those stripes go, anyway? You could probably find out, she told him coolly. All you have to do is kill me a dragon or two first. He studied her. My God, he said reverently. I really have all the fun in life. What do I do to deserve this? You've got a big gun, she told him, and you go out in the world with it and hold up big companies and take yards and yards of money away from them in rolls like ribbon and bring it all home to me. Don't say that about the gun again, he said. Don't whisper it. Don't even think it. I've got one, damn it. Thirty-eight caliber yet. And I don't want some psionic monitor with two-way clairaudience they haven't told me about catching the whisper and coming to take the gun away from us. It's one of the few individuality symbols we've got left. Suddenly, Daisy whirled away from the door, spun three times so that her silvered hair stood out like a metal coolie hat and sank to a curtsy in the middle of the room. I've just thought of what I am, she announced, fluttering her eyelashes at him. I'm a sweet silver tickler with green stripes. End of part four.